Content warnings for this episode include mental health, misgendering, transmissia, childhood trauma, and dysphoria. Jennifer would like to acknowledge the indigenous peoples and unceded lands that the host, producers, and guests live and have dwelt upon. Today, we honor the Coast Salish. Um, the Kualtakan, Karankawa, and Estokikana. We honor the elders, the human, plant, and animal ancestors of these lands and celebrate the living descendants of these peoples. May all beings tend these lands for the goodness of the next seven generations and beyond. Miati folks, welcome to Genderful, a talk show interviewing gender diverse folks about their special interests. The name of our show celebrates that gender expansiveness is wonderful. Hi, I'm Gender Master, and my pronouns are they, them. Hi, I'm Atlas of Phoenix, and my pronouns are also they, them. The focus of our show is to interview trans, non-binary, agender, and gender diverse people regarding their special interests, passion projects, and resources for the gender diverse community. We want our audience to know that this show is hosted by two folks who also identify as non-binary, transmasculine, neurodivergent, and disabled with the passion for telling trans stories. We invite you to remember that we are whole people with robust lives, friendships, challenges, and successes. We love and are loved, and we are delighted to share these stories with you. As always, we kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of their identities. Your identities can change over time and are valid every step of the way. And if you think you're gender diverse, you are gender diverse. There are no social or medical prerequisites to be included in the community. Welcome to Jenniferful episode 82, everyone. This week, our guest is Augie, who uses he and they pronouns, and is also known as Mrs. Underscore Gendered on the interwebs. And today we're going to be speaking about trans comics and trash can critters. Yes, trash can critters. <laughs> Tell us about trash can critters. Let's just, let's just, let's just start there with the trash can critters. Oh my God, I could have brought over my possum plushie. Oh my God, yes, trash can critters, absolutely. We love possums. Raccoons are also lovely, also lovely, but nothing can compete with the true trash can critter, the possum. North America's only marsupial. Marsupial. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're so fun. Most people are aware of like the uh, like the Virginia possum, but they're like, ugh. they they can they can come albino, so you have like nothing but an all white possum. With like little black ears. Oh, they're so cute. So cute. And they're actually not harmful. They're really cool. They eat like all the nasty bugs that you don't want in your yard, like ticks. And I think they also eat like fleas, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But they eat a lot of stuff that would like ruin your garden or your yard. And they, they will eat also. Snails? I think they do, yeah. And they. They're also kind of similar to vultures. So if you've got like carrion, they also take care of that, like with roadkill and stuff. Mm. They're nature's pest control. They're they're the nature's cleanup crew. They're awesome. Are possum are possums nature's rumba? Oh my god, they are. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, they are. They absolutely are. Um so so Augie, I've met you through Instagram many many moons ago oh my because god yeah make beautiful art on the internet oh, and thank that's you. part of what we're here to talk about and i remember seeing your comics and just being like 
wow, this person's really cool. Wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe someday this person would want to talk to me. I don't know. Maybe. And now we're friends. <laughs> I'm, I am like that with so many people too. I'll be like, oh my God, they make such cool stuff. And I'll be like, maybe someday, maybe someday I will know them. And then I do. And I'm like, how did I get here? Oh, okay. But I'm happy to be here though. <laughs> it's how you make like the best friends. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I think I even told you the other day and on one, on one of your comments on Instagram that I, um, that usually your posts are like the first thing I see. You're so consistent with those posts, which I just love so much. Um, it's part of your business i think and so so if it's if i open instagram and it's not augie's latest post i'm like instagram what are you doing you're doing it wrong honestly i used to be really really bad at like keeping like consistent posts because like adhd brain it's not happening i was like setting reminders to like you're posting on tuesday you're posting on saturday and i would have like a bunch of stuff like saved up in the phone and like on my notepad i'm like I can do this. I can do this. And it, oh, it was terrible. And like, I finally got like planally so I can like plan everything ahead. And oh my God, it's a lifesaver. Cause now I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling out like my base post, like a couple months in advance so that I can like take months in between where I'm not super stressed about it. And then I just like post art whenever I have free days. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, and I love your art so much. Uh, we're going to talk about that more once we get to that portion of the show. And I just wanted to start with just telling everyone how great you are because I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> I've been looking Thank forward you. to this interview. Um, so for those who are just listening to the interview, I'll give a brief audio description of what's happening. So so I'm here per usual in a graphic tee with our non-binary background. And then Mrs. Gendered, a.k.a. Augie, is here with the most fabulous fabulous plush orange situation you've ever seen it's so fantabulous with like what is this a, fl a checkered flannel that's like oranges and blues yes, and a blue and pearlescent chunky glasses with like cat eye shapes on the edges oh my god they're stars oh yes. my stars <laughs> they were like ever so slightly nautical and i was like i need new glasses I can get the, oh, and now I have two pairs of these. So in case I, I mess up this pair, mm -hmm. I've got a second pair. <laughs> I agree. Augie is always so styling. And I, so Augie's oh. also a streamer. And I had a chance to catch one of your streams. Is that last week? Recently. Oh, let's go with recently where you were, you were redoing your starting scene screen or whatever, your scenes. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if the lights twinkled? You're like, I'm on it. And then they twinkled. They were so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, thank you for the suggestion. Now I can apply it everywhere. Yeah, it's so good. So, so if anyone is a Twitch streamer um, or watches Twitch streams, this is just your reminder that you can actually um, experience the wonderfulness that is Mrs. Gendered, MRS underscore Gendered, aka Augie, on Twitch. You could go drop a follow right now if you haven't. Um, and we'll talk about that again at the end of the show because people roll in halfway through. Okay, I'm gonna ask my first, my first question that I usually ask, which is uh, what might be some of the things that you, Augie, can trace back to your youth that indicated you might be gender diverse one day? 
There's Tell us about so the, for, the great foreshadowing of the genderness. Okay, what do, what do I start with? Oh god, there was this one time where I was, I'm gonna say before or around third grade, where I was like, hey mom, I want to be a boy. Mm. And she was like, sure. <laughs> this is totally gonna go great, guys. And so like, I picked out a dude name, I wore my most tomboy clothing, and mm. I went to school and I was like, this is totally normal behavior. And of course, like everyone at school was like, it's not. And I, uh, bad experience went back to like just being a tomboy. But like, no one took note of that. No one was like, we should file this under, let's consider this as a potential thing to address later. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I think the name I picked was Michael, which actually ended up showing up in a novel I wrote in high school, where looking back, that entire thing was me going, huh, gender. Mm-hmm. Like a self-insert so character. Oh, 100%. The book was basically like a pair of twins where one was a girl, one was a boy, and mm -hmm. like a fighting of like the personalities. And it ends up like with, like, I never finished writing it, but I always knew in like the very end of the book, it was going to come out with like, the the boy being like the surviving twin and all that jazz mm. and oh my god i was really into like um like mangas where like you have like this really masculine girl who's constantly dressing up as a boy being mistaken for a boy intentionally being like a boy and it's just like years later and then it, like all clicked and i was like oh hello childhood where's mm -hmm. that checklist and well I just I wanted to be everything boy and like it made so much sense as a kid I was like I I want to do boy things I want to do things like boys I want to dress like boys but like it never clicked for me it never clicked for anyone around me and then like I figured it out when I was like 21 <laughs> wow until you were 21 yeah it wasn't until I had alcohol <laughs> oh <then> I was <laughs> like, no but yeah no I didn't figure it out so I was like in my 20s <laughs> And I was like, oh, all those wasted years. But now mm -hmm. I can look forward and be like, ah, all those wasted years. Well, I mean, I feel like I feel like at least half the trans people I talk about say, I didn't realize I was X gender until this time and all of that time was wasted. But like I hear it from people who realized in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it like I feel like I've heard I've I've met people who realize their gender identity in college who wish they had realized in high school or whatever. Um and I'm curious what the maybe root of it is. Like do you think it's like I wish I had known before I went through first puberty so I could have been on blockers or is it just like it was painful to be in the wrong gender all of that time? I was already the weird kid out, so I don't necessarily think that that part of it would have been a thing mm. but I really wish I could have been like on puberty blockers because I very much developed in mm -hmm. like high school and like early adulthood and it was I mean, it's been something that like everyone around me like everyone around me when I was like a girl they were like oh my god you're so pretty you've got like mm -hmm. the stuff and I'm like can I get rid of the stuff yeah I, don't thanks, I hate it, it. <laughs> it's like i had 
I had the hyper femme phase where I tried to make it work. Like Same. I tried Same. it. Yeah. It, it just made me more anxious and depressed. And I was like, no, this isn't working. And mm-hmm. I slunk back into my like vaguely masculine style. Yeah. And I was like, I will be comfortable here. And then I started like, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure I first started following like Jamie Dodger on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this would be so cool if I could do that. Oh, no, oh. I just remembered. Okay. So in high school, I learned about trans women. I cannot explain the jealousy I had because I was like, oh my God, they can just, they can, they can change and go into like being a woman. Like, they can do that. They can change, like, the whole gender situation. No one explained to me the concept of trans men. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was just like, trans women, you've got it. Like, ah. And I was like, big red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Still didn't click till later on. Um, I did end up finding out trans men were a thing after my friend was like, we're going to a drag bar. And there was, like, a bunch of drag kings. And I was like, yes. That's an option? Yes. And I'm going to say that right That's there. Why drag was like is the, so powerful and important right there. Drag kings were the egg crack. Heard yes. Yes. It's like that was, that was the start. And then it was just like the downhill from there. And then it was like Jamie Dodger and Sam. Like, oh, I think Sam, not Sam. Oh, I just know that their name is Sam. But like all of it. And then like eventually it just clicked. And I was like, oh. I want to be a dude. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And at the time, I had like a really supportive partner, so that was great. Yeah, they were at least supportive <laughs> with the trans stuff. Yeah, they were like, "It's cool. I'll take you for a haircut." Nice. No, um, I I agree with you that I feel like there is there are different volumes of representation for trans masculine people versus trans feminine people. Um, and all trans people are also not represented adequately enough in like mainstream media, right? That gets to like small town, wherever, if the kids aren't savvy and getting on the internet and finding stuff like, you know, that's, that's one of, I mean, I, I say this a lot on the show, but that's one of the reasons I keep doing the show is like, it's important to me to tell our stories so that there's a lot of examples of like, here are trans adults. You can be trans mask or trans femme or some other flavor, right? Genderqueer not on HRT, still trans or gender diverse in some flavor. Like there's a lot of options in the gender galaxy, if you will. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's definitely part of why I've kept the page going. Um, The misgendered comic page is the longest running project I've ever had. Mm. And I've almost quit it a few times because it's also like an overwhelming project to maintain. But like every time I think about it, I'm like, no, no, because baby me needed this. Baby me needed all of this. I I do it for baby me. I do it for the eggs. I love that we both work together. Well, work on our own projects and hang out together is actually what I'm trying to say. Um, to To improve that visibility of those trans experiences. And I can't tell you how many of your comics have so, like, not only adequately, but accurately captured my feelings about gender, like disability, gender identity, like sexuality, like you make such good stuff. 
Oh, thank you. And, I and try. It, it shows it shows like a, a level of self-reflection that like you sit around and think about your identities and then you make art about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I don't clear. hang out with too many people. So like I hang out with myself a lot. So it's like, what is going on in this head? Mm-hmm. That's what's going on in this head. Okay, let's go over here. Okay, this section of the brain's fine. Cool. Um so so you've you've gone from being a kid who was didn't know trans mask was a thing, and now you're this fabulously bearded, like deep voiced person. How did you get from there to here? Um, how has your relationship to gender evolved over time? Uh it was for it was kind of rough, not as rough as some, but like I started with a really basic, like going from a hyper femme straight into trans man and like getting into that side of the community was really difficult because you have to like avoid, avoid like the trans medicalism and the transphobia from that side and all of the like turfy nonsense. And you have to like find the right people to like follow and learn from so that you don't end up being this really not great person to the community. And so it was really rough to navigate that. And then like I ended up being very like trans man for quite a while where I was like, okay, I got to wear boy clothes. I got to do boy things. I got to stand correctly. I got to like make sure that voice drops right. I got to do this, that or the other. Like, make get short haircut all that jazz mm -hmm. and it eventually reached a point where i was like no that that's bull duty i need to do what actually makes me happy because i wasn't happy being hyper femme why am i trying to force myself to be unhappy in what is supposed to be being me and now i'm just very like he they trans mask but with like a little bit of a femme flair which mm -hmm. for me, I find is like my perfect neutral is just right in between there. And I'm like, kind of coasting on that right now, where I'm like, okay, I got like some femme, I got some masculine. Like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily passing in public at this point, but I'm okay with that. Mostly. <laughs> this is Texas. So I'm mostly okay with that. Mm. So like, um, for me, my my gender identity in my brain is still non-binary, but my physical presentation is very much going the way of the masculine dude look because testosterone does things to your bod. <laughs> you do. And like he, him pronouns don't apply to me and people will he, him, me, but it's still, it doesn't sting as much as the femme pronouns do. I will say that. But like they, them is more correct. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah. But I can I can see how like possibly being able to go stealth mode in Texas is a significant safety issue. Usually when people uh misgender me, I just at this point, if it's not on a phone call, I roll with it because I'm like, I don't need a hate crime today. So we're yeah. just gonna we'll be fine. I only go in public like twice a week. Let's talk more about comics and all of that stuff. So trans comics and trash critters. Um, yes. I remember when we were picking the title for this, we kind of struggled because we were like, oh, we've had like a handful of like artists and stuff. Um, what should we do? And um, and I was like, well, but Augie and I talk about possums all the time. Like 
Whenever I see a meme about a possum, I make sure to tag you and Distriplica in my Discord server because I'm like, y'all, yes. it's like my love Absolutely. language is like, I found like I'm gonna tag you. This is me saying I thought of you today. Like, <laughs> oh, I love that. Every time I get a notification, I'm like, is it possums? And is I check, it? and I'm like, it's possums. Possums. So many possums. I love it so much. Oh. Um, and it was such an accidental mascot. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Susan? Susan is my purple, non-binary possum mascot for the page and the whole thing started with i just i made a little comic just going oh who's a hard worker or something like that and then she's like a little possum going and it blew up everybody loved the possum and then i made a couple more possum comics and everyone loved that and i was like i like possums they like possums what if we had a possum character and then she, or they kind of just grew from there. They're, I definitely use them to kind of portray like my more femme side than anything else. Like they do a lot of flowers. They're very cute. And like their name is Susan. I have, I don't remember where I got the name Susan from. I think I was just like, what's, what's the name? What's the name? Susan. And then I just went from there. I was like, ah, Susan. Uh, I don't know why they're purple. Uh, purple is a very nice color. <laughs> purple is my favorite color. It's a very good oh, one. It's such a good color. Um, speaking of possums and flowers, can I show? Whoops! Can I show a picture, a page from a page, page number thirteen? You can show whatever pages you want. <laughs> so, look at this art, y'all. Look at these. Look at these oh, possums and their flowers. Oh. 13 possums braiding flowers. Aren't they so cute? I'm totally getting ahead of myself because I'm just so excited that you're here. Um, we'll talk about what that book is in a few minutes. It's a possum book. That's Augie's art. Augie did that. Um, it is a physical piece of art in my house that I love. Um, Augie, when did you start drawing? Oh, oof. Um... To just come I out of the womb with a pen in your hand. <laughs> it feels like it. Oh gosh. I was I think the earliest memory I have was like around third grade, where I was just really into doodling. I didn't get like super heavily into artwork until high school. Um, I took quite literally as many art classes as were available in high school. Which in my in my first high school, because I went to two high schools, fun fact. Um, so the high school that I went to in Georgia had like just art one, art two, and that was it. Um, I took both of those. And then when I transferred, the new school had art one, two, three, and four. I they let me do two different art classes in one year. <laughs> so I was like whole schedule was like math, English, art, French history something art <laughs> and it was just like all of the art oh, and it was so fun I honestly kind of miss like uh, the structure of high school but like also just the fact that I was just given projects to do like it was so nice because I could be like here's a project cool done the teacher kept running out of projects it was 
honestly kind of hilarious. I got lent out to the drama program a whole bunch because they're like, we need crafting for like props and stuff. And I was like, I'm bored. Please, please give me something. So like I made frog hats, fox hats. I made one of those little wooden riding horses. It looked terrible, but I loved it. They're just, oh, I love doing art. I'm so glad I've been doing it for so long. (laughs) Well, and so is the rest of the world. Like, I'm so glad you've been doing it because not only are you making beautiful trans art, which we'll look at more in a minute, but, um, and by a minute, I mean that in a very ADHD way, like eventually within the next hour or three, hopefully not three hours, someday into there. I don't mean an actual minute. If you all haven't figured out that I am ADHD and autistic by now, I talk about it all the time. Um, the show, the show is very focused on interviewing gender diverse people. And I will say, um, a majority of my guests have either explicitly stated or I'm fairly certain are on the neurodivergent spectrum. So it's kind of both. It's like trans and neurodivergent people. I mean, we're talking about a special interest, right? It's coded in the intro. Anyway, um, not that it's exclusively for neurodivergent people because it's not. But anyways, um, so fun. So so how does being all of the identities that you hold um, affect how you express yourself through art do you maybe want to talk about if you feel comfortable sharing any of your identities and then how how maybe you found it through art or how you express it through your art etc i think it's less like not being comfortable and more like i'm not sure how to explain it Mm -hmm. um i definitely draw myself more how i see myself in my head than how i am in real life for the most part that right about sums up how I'd like uh to pick myself an artwork I just like this is how I feel versus like how I actually look so I feel very um bearded masculine I'm not super shapely I'm like I'm a stick in comics it's so nice I definitely do try to represent myself more in like the disability and the fact that I am not like a I'm not like a super thin person. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly chunky. I do try to like represent that more in artwork, especially like as of late. Cause when I started out, it was so heavily like, this is what I wish I looked like. I wish that I was like this idealized version of myself. And like, it's really nice to look back and see where I've come representing myself from there mm-hmm. where I'm like, it's, the more comfortable I become with myself, the easier it is to depict myself, both how I am and how I feel. Yeah. Because it's kind of merging. Yeah. Because like growing up, like family, people around me, constantly criticizing how I look, how I act, everything. Yeah. It's like, okay. Oh God, being, could... being a fat quote unquote woman as a 14 year old was brutal. Are you kidding me? I hated bathing suits. No, thank you. Uh, the comments I've gotten from family. <laughs> the worst. Like, what almost makes it worse for me is that looking back on photos of myself as a kid, back when um, my mom was like, you're fat, you need to lose weight. Here's a diet. Here's this, here's this. We need to do All this. That, that phobia. Looking back on my photos. Yeah. And I was such a healthy weight. Yeah. I was such a healthy weight. It was maybe your mom's own body image stuff being projected and thrown on you, which is not fair. 
yeah and it's like it just it brought me down and down and down and like eventually i just eventually i just i started gaining weight and it it's both like a mental like i don't feel good about myself kind of thing and i'm not able to go out and exercise kind of thing which will tie into the disability thing later <laughs> but like yeah. I, I will say though i feel like american culture is not set up for us to be thin like look at how our food production goes like capitalism is very much like the food that's affordable for for cheap is not yeah. what makes you slender right like it's uh, not it's not easy I... and accessible and quick to have a healthy meal and so like i i just want to remind not only you augie but also the audience like there is no shame or sin in being a person of size i'll say it again there is no shame or sin in being a person of size which i wish i had heard that more as a kid but yeah it it got to a point where i did actually end up you know kind of on the heftier side. i wasn't like overweight by any means but like i started getting like on the hefty side and then other people started commenting so it wasn't just my mom which i was homeschooled for like four years so four years alone in a house with this woman and then like my sisters oh my god it was not great crap i changed it off where was i going <laughs> we were talking about identities it, and, and comics and representation ah yes but moving on from there but yeah no so like oh no i've lost it my train of thought wait, is gone wait you said you were going to talk about disability eventually yeah uh growing up i always had like these really weird like medical problems and like i had trouble exercising and like there was nothing really going like hey this is like a problem it was very much like oh that kid's lazy and then like writing it off is just like that and it's like this kid's unmotivated they're lazy they don't want to do this and like at one point i did have like a medical exemption from doing um like a choir thing because mm. I couldn't go out and do like the dancing, the show stuff, because my legs hurt. Yeah. Which, looking back now, I'm like, that was a symptom of my future chronic joint pain problems. Yeah. Yeah. Is that even maybe, if I, is that maybe called arthritis? I, I know I know you don't have a formal diagnosis. Yeah. But um is it possible that might be the name for it? If people are like I've looked into arthritis and that doesn't appear to be the case. It's more like a, like a hypermobile situation oh, where yeah. like my joints just aren't good. Uh, I think it's called HSD. I actually have it pulled up on my phone. Mm. Uh, hypermobility spectrum disorder is what most closely matches like my symptoms, like especially like the locations of the symptoms, how long I've had the symptoms, how they've been progressing and getting worse. Because like as a kid, oh my gosh, I could do the splits. I could do all kinds of super flexible mm. stuff and like Without doing like years of yoga and and all that other stuff first you could just do it no i was just flexible yeah and like wow. i have these beautiful high arches in my feet and everyone was like you'd be perfect for ballet you'd be perfect for all this and the other stuff and i'm like cool no one signed me up for classes so i'm not mad about it but <laughs> it's just like it eventually it, it's progressed to the point where like I'm losing flexibility in joints. Um, I still have overly flexible, like, knees and hips. Like, 
I tried doing yoga with my sister last year and she's just like, she has like normal joints, normal joints. So she's just like, not super stretched out. She's like, not as flexible. Like she doesn't, she was out of practice. I'm over there twisting and turning and doing all kinds of things. Like, Ooh, mm. I can do things. And like the next day I was like, I'm dying, mm-hmm. crashing. Yeah. So it's like, so it's easier to like overdo it because you don't run into sort of the limits that those types of exercises are designed to have. Yeah. yeah. And or like as part of the, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I said it, how I meant. I don't know if I'm conveying what I'm meaning, but you look <laughs> like you understand anyways. So yeah. Uh, and like, I, I've had joint pain for years, but I worked in like the restaurant industry where they're like, no pain, no gain. Like if you're in pain, you're doing your job. Right. Mm, and like, I hate that pain, so much. I was, I never really understood it, but I was like, okay, I'm getting gaslit into thinking this is totally normal. Um, but even like compared to like my coworkers pains, mine were so much worse. Like yeah. at one point I threw out my back, stepping over a two inch tall box and I was out of work for like two to three weeks. recovering. Oh gosh. And like most of the job is standing and being on your feet all day. And mm-hmm. like, I would go home and like, it would feel like I couldn't get up and walk around or do anything. I would be like oh. shuffling about is everything just hurt. Um, yeah. and like, that was, that was my experience with those types of jobs too. And like a couple years back, I was like, I figured out that I have knock knees, which means mm-hmm. my knees point inwards like that. And I was like, Oh, I just have like knee problems. That's, that's what it is. As long as I like stopping weird with my knees, like that's, mm-hmm. that'll be fine. Yeah. And then like, I slowly found out that like, no, it's, it's progress to a point where like it's affecting most all of my joints Mm -hmm. so like my fingers my wrists my elbows my shoulders my back my hips my knees my ankles everything's getting affected and i'm like okay so this is definitely not a knee problem and it's doesn't look like ehlers danlos which is what i originally thought it might be Mm -hmm. but it is looking more like just hypermobility spectrum disorder so hsd which is I guess you could say it's kind of viewed as the less of a problem, Ehlers-Danlos, because <laughs> like my my knees don't sit correctly. Because um, most knees, like you stand up straight, your knees straight. Um, I stand up straight, my knee does this. Mm. It goes backwards just mm-hmm. a bit, like enough that it's visual, and I'm like, okay, I can put that on my checklist of of problems and it's uh, yeah that's why i have a collection of canes now i'm sorry i went on a tangent i have no idea where i was going you don't have to apologize this the show is literally we should just call it tangents the show is literally just about you know these kinds of conversations um so you mentioned your cane collection i have i have two i have my purple hurricane and then my rainbow crutches that like have the wrist support and then the hand handle things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got a green hurricane. Is that your newest one? Uh, actually, yeah, this might be my newest one. This is my most useful one because it mostly stands on its own. It, yeah. um, it is a it is a Benny cane and it's pretty cool. And my dad also has a cane collection, but just because he has arthritis. So we don't actually share a condition, unfortunately, because that would make it so much easier to get diagnosed. Yeah. 
he gave me that's golden a sword cane a sword cane <laughs> a sword cane that's and so cool. if i manage to actually get up for half a second i can show you my favorite cane oh well, my knee's not cooperating hold on if you want if you want you could do it on the break oh there you go that was way <laughs> faster than i thought it would be if i'm ever sitting on the ground it takes me a long time to stand up again oh i'm on a stool that's <laughs> like the one that's saving grace okay what is it's that a, a snake eating a snake it's totally beetlejuice wow and i've got a foot for it that glows in the dark it this glows is a in halloween. the dark yeah it is this is a halloween cane that i found at oh, i love God, that spirit halloween okay. like uh, not last year the year the year before so like two years ago we were walking around i went in i was like oh my god spirit halloween because i i so rarely get to go to spirit halloween i mm -hmm. oh i love halloween halloween is so much fun anyway um but yeah no we went in and like there were canes and i was like oh this is awesome they only had one of these left because it was like at the end of their like selling season i went in there was one left the foot was broken off i actually got a discount yeah yeah you did the, yeah. the foot being broken off and adding on like the glow in the dark foot made it the exact height i needed perfect so that was awesome i, I love was, that so much with the actual <laughs> foot it was like a little too tall but without the foot it was perfect and it's so that. fun unfortunately the cats did knock it down at one point and like this part of the nose broke off so i don't use it very often but like i didn't I even really notice that i didn't even notice that. yeah i sanded it i sanded it so that it would like not hurt me or anything but like yeah it's pretty cool and i still have some like other canes um i've got like my galaxy one that i keep in my bag just in case i need it um it, that one's a folding cane so i just fold it up and i velcro and i put it in the bag it's awesome because i can just whip it out not like that but I can pull. Uh, oh God, I have another one. Where is it? Um, I have like this antique one that's got like the, it's it's like an old gentleman's cane and it's it's got like that round top and it like kind of sucks to use. And it is too tall for me to like use like in my regular shoes, but I've got these like three to four inch like platforms that I occasionally have that are great mm -hmm. for like, if I'm like super dressing up and yeah. it is the perfect height. So like, ah, anyway, that's like, okay. And so for those listening, if you look in the show notes for the throne link for Augie's Rollator, um, speaking of mobility devices, Augie is in the middle of crowdfunding for a Rollator. Can you explain what that is? Okay. So you, I assume most people know what a walker is. Um, for me, I'm going to say it is, the Rollator is going to be the step before potentially a wheelchair down the line if my like joints keep acting up but a rollator is basically a walker with like a set of four wheels so you got two in the front two in the back and like it's got hand brakes but the brake lines are fed through the frame so i don't have mm -hmm. to worry about them catching on anything and this is like for this that's one great. specific yeah that's great. um yeah. and it's got like a seat which is great and it's rated for my my weight and higher which is fantastic because yeah. I'm a hefty boy and I need something that's not going to, yeah. because I did have, I did have a seat cane at one point and I was really excited about the seat what? cane because it was one of those that pops out and I was like, oh my God, a seat cane. And then I went to use it and the thing just bent under me and mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. And things like I had checked the size rating and, or like the weight rating and it was weighted for like higher than my weight. So I was like, Ugh. so I had to find one that I wanted to find one that was like way above my weight. So yeah. like, just in case, like I'm well below it, it shouldn't like malfunction. 
But the one I'm looking at right now, it has this thing where in like the middle of the seat that has a handle and you pull the handle and it kind of like collapses inwards a bit and you can keep using it while moving through narrow doorways, which I thought was like the best because we live in like yeah. a 50 year old house, which means that like these these doorways are a little narrow. And then we also have doggy gates in them. So I have yeah. to be able to like make it smaller, lift it a little and then roll through. So yeah, it has a lot of really cool features. Yeah, that and you're where, <laughs> where and I'm you're at. and you're already a third of the way there. You're at like one hundred yeah. something out of three hundred something dollars. So if anyone has a couple extra bucks, five, ten, twenty, fifty bucks, you can throw towards that. Um, you know, really we can help we can help Augie get a little closer <laughs> towards that goal. Um, because you have that on your streams, right? So people stop in, yeah. they watch you do art, you do your doodle dress up cool thing because I, I do want to dig into that it's really it's a fun thing that you do and i want to talk about it um and, and uh some some feature in this moment is broken on the software we both use to put our thrones on our streams so people aren't seeing oh, as yeah. often so we're not getting as many donations um because i'm i'm as you know i'm crowdfunding a wheelchair right now too so um i totally hear hear you on the weight limit stuff and how that's a problem and i had to find a chair that was going to work for my weight that I could also pick up because mine is going to be like in the car and I'm going to use it for when I'm out grocery shopping or whatever, like out in the world. Because yeah. I can get around my house pretty okay with just my cane. But if I need to go out and be doing something out in the world, I honestly just, I haven't been because it's too many spoons and I can't do it. And so it's like, you know, for me at God. least, I know my thing would like open my world up. Like I could get out and do so many more things in the world if I just had this accessibility device. And um, one thing I love about your art, Augie, is you you will sometimes include these accessibility devices in your artwork. Like you include scarves, you include curvy bodies, you to. include, you know, accessibility tools. Yeah. And so then, you know, maybe you're used to drawing like anatomy and then you're like, oh, heck, now I have to draw this like complicated wheelchair shapes that's all mechanical. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like with the most recent doodle dress up, like adding in like the vintage wheelchair for it. Oh, cool. I know. I know uh, we had had a conversation at one point. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to spend time like before stream setting it up and making sure it's like ready to go. So like I already have like the device there. So mm -hmm. I'm not worried about doing the device while I'm worried about making the character design, which is what I did. Um, like, yeah. oh God, like this last doodle dress up is I found like this really pretty vintage wheelchair, which they kind of, <laughs> they kind of look like rocking chairs with wheels, nice. which I love if I ever had the chance to like get my hands on one absolutely impractical but I love it mm -hmm. <laughs> and like I spent like an hour and a half like getting in the wheelchair design and making sure like with the wheel setup that I could like pop the wheel above the image that like everything looks correct everything looks right it doesn't look like I just threw this in haphazardly, which is the last thing I want to do. If I'm adding in a mobility device, I want that stuff to look good. <laughs> I have standards. Mm -hmm. Sort of. <laughs> you totally do. I love it. Um, Augie, who is the little orange being with you? Chad is wondering. This is French fry. French fry. He is my little chronically ill fluffy roommate. Hello, friends. He's also Fry. up for adoption. If anyone's down for that. Yeah, French fries up. How, how old is French fry? 
Oh gosh. Uh best guess. I know you found French fries oh, somewhere in the wild. I'm gonna say around six months, maybe older. How many pets My do you sister, have available for adoption? We have two available for adoption. A big blonde himbo of a puppy. Um, we found him outside of a little Caesars. His name is Oliver. He has been fixed. <laughs> and he's up to date on his shots. He's he's a great dog, but he's he don't mesh well with like the house. The existing pack. Yeah. And like he gets have, along okay with it. You have a total right now of what is it, five dogs, four cats, and six birds or something? Uh three cats three cats five dogs five birds got it and then i also have some fish no wonder you made a book about counting animals <laughs> i have so many <laughs> hey what you don't know is that book's actually for me because i can't count <laughs> numbers <laughs> don't know them i mean dysgraphia is real it's okay dyscalculia dyscalculia Discalculia brain. Discalculia dysgraphia. What's the one where re words move around? Dyslexia? Dyslexia. Yeah. I mix up dyscalculia and dysgraphia. Can you explain the difference? Um, I have dyscalculia, which means I'm very bad with numbers. I don't remember the specifics around it. I just know that I got diagnosed in like middle school. Because they were like, why is this child having so much trouble with math? The answer is the brain. I'm pretty sure I also might have some form of dyslexia. But at this point, I've got enough things to look into. <laughs> yeah, you, you only you need a couple at a time instead of all of them. Yeah. Um, okay, here's a question that I wrote down. Do you think you would be creating the same kind of pieces of art if you had transitioned earlier in life? I can honestly say I don't know. Um, I think I would have possibly created similar artwork. Like maybe something along the lines of like being queer and expressing through art. But I don't know if I would have gone the same route as doing the comics. Because the comics was a thing that started very much in a very particular trans group I was in at the time. And the big push to continuing them was people from that group going, hey, we love this. Please make some more. And I was like, this little baby trans. And I was like, express yourself. And I was like doing all kinds of comics. I was closeted. It was like this fun little venting thing that I did online for a very particular crowd of people. Cause like, I think I was doing the comics before I even told my dad and I was just like, oh, I hope he doesn't see this because he might have some choice words. Ended up being fine. <laughs> Disclaimer, he's fine with it. But yeah, I think I would have made similar art, but I don't think I would have been doing the comics. Mm -hmm. And the comics are so wonderful. I love them Thank so much. You. How many years have been, you been doing? You said it's the longest project you've like consistently done, but do you know how long it's uh, been? You had like a whole thing where you had an Instagram page and then it got taken down for no reason. <laughs> like the, I, the, I, the I still haven't figured out why. Uh, That's, now it's my turn to hold a cat, not for kitty. Okay, you can go back to taking a nap, Fry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say almost four years. 
I'm really bad at judging the amount of time that's passed. Um, I'm before the pandemic. Oh, oh, oh it might have been four or five years actually, because I think. Oh my god, did I start in 2018 or 2019? Ooh, I might actually have to check Facebook for that information. Okay. <laughs> several yeah. years. I I've been doing the comics in particular for several years. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm actually quite proud of myself for getting this far down, like the misgendered daily life comics, because it's just, oh my gosh, I'm. I'm usually a hit it and quit it with projects, like just like with relationships, it gets a max <laughs> of two years and I move on. But even with like the ups and downs, I still really enjoy doing the comics. I think it's really nice. I'm still mad that my Instagram got taken down because I had so many cool people and I had like such a wonderfully sweet, almost, you could say, curated community on right. Instagram. Yeah. And it just that assessment. vanished mm -hmm. in the span of a day. It, all those conversations I've had with people, all the potential projects I was doing, all of it was just gone. And I had to like start rebuilding Instagram from scratch. Um, I'm almost back at 800 followers, which was nice. Um, yeah. I got the account got drop kicked off at like almost 27k, and it was it was a really good community over there. I was really proud of it. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, starting from scratch, but I'm still really glad that I had the page and that it existed when it did. Yeah. Well, and I remember there was a moment where I like. I was like, I could have sworn I was following you and we were DMing about it. You were like, oh yeah, you were. This is a new page because the other one died. And I was like, oh gosh. Oh my God. And the, there were so many people that like, there's still so many people going, oh my God, where have you been? I thought I was following you. And I'm just like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Instagram mm -hmm. was mad at me. And then like people will refollow me and I'll be like, awesome. So glad to have you back. And then like a month later, I'm like, I forgot to follow you back. I'm sorry. Here's your fault. Uh, get back on my page. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I think happened like with us because it was yeah. like, um, I think I, I am so bad with remembering names. It just, it does not work. But I managed to remember like your username and Wizwo and Ollie Jolly and a couple other people. And I was like reaching out and going, hey, new Instagram. <laughs> And it's like, you followed back. And then like a month or so later, I was like, why am I not seeing Gender Master anywhere on my feed? Like I reached back out, what's going on? And then I was like, oh, I've got to do that like, little thing where You're I like, fall. okay, okay. Gotta, this is going to be so awkward because it's, it's like, oh, they're just going to get a notification that I've followed. And it's going to be like, weren't you already? What took so long? And I was like so worried about it. I was like, oh, like unreasonably anxious. <laughs> but Aww. it's okay. We're buddies. It's good. <laughs> we are buddies. And I, I, I will tell you, I was not sitting here twiddling my thumbs, wondering about it, waiting for it. Um, I don't even know if I had noticed. I think I assumed that you are, you did in the moment, and then when you did it again, I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But it honestly, is. it's just like ADHD is a thing. It's fine. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. And I can safely say I'm definitely ADHD. That actually runs in the family. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then this is 
I think as close as I'm going to get currently to like having like a 99% sure that I am on this, like the autism spectrum is my baby's sister got diagnosed in like the last year or so. And I'm like, we have confirmation. <laughs> it's in the family. Yeah. I would say chances are high that that's likely also true for you. And that's not a bad thing. Oh God, no. It explains so much. <laughs> Cause like, like cracking my egg and looking back and going, Oh my goodness, golly, that explains so many things that I thought were just red flags of my personality. And then like realizing, okay, because like, I know I had mentioned like, I was super jealous of trans women. Mm -hmm. I had a similar situation when it came to like the autistic community, because I was like, I do all those things, but like, I'm not autistic. So I guess I'm just like a bad person. And then like eventually that egg cracked and I looked back and I went, no, nah, no, nah, I just got hit with the tism stick a little hard. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, my older sister, uh, we were very ADHD. And then she has to do with me being ADHD. And it's just like, so fun. Cause like we both forget <laughs> things all of the time. <laughs> this household is so much fun. It is. Well, you have all your animal friends like, and each other and so many, you know, at one point you left your, what is it now? 13 animals plus two, plus however many fish. Oh God. Yeah. Thir 13. I don't think birds aren't mammals, right? They're their own thing. 13 <laughs> land Not animals. No, I think they technically count as mammals because they're like warm blooded. My special interest doesn't go into science. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But birds lay eggs and mammals have life young. So I think I think birds are their own thing. Well, eggs. platypus lay eggs, but they're mammals. Platypi are weird. <laughs> True. No <laughs> argument there. That is very much accurate. This means we should talk about possums more, right? That's where awesome. this is going. So, oh so tell us about these books. I feel like we've arrived here. So what, what, what okay. are these? How do oh, they come to be? Why do I love them so much? So I did this thing where, oh, hey, you, yeah, you've got the one that's like the final cover. I've got the not for resale. <laughs> so I started doing online, <laughs> I started doing like online courses because um, I, I did art college for like two years, 100% regret it, not a fan. So I, I want to get better at what I'm doing and I need to learn things and I need like direction for learning things. So I've started doing like online courses because yeah. that has more of the structure that I need. And yeah. it has like project guidelines, which are super, super easy for me to follow rather than just winging it. And one of the courses I took was on like, um, uh, children's book illustrations. Oh, which that's so fun. I've this always is the final kind project? Of been... Yeah, that's, this is... <laughs> Technically, the final project was just supposed to be like a mock-up with like two color, like finished pages and the rest sketch. But you're extra, I so here a, we are. <laughs> I have a completionist problem. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you're like, I'm publishing a so book like, right now. <laughs> I started the course and like, I did like a really rough outline for the project. And then I dropped it for like four months and I didn't touch it. And then I came back and I did all of, almost all of the illustrations in a matter of a couple days. Wow. And after that, it was going back and like tweaking everything. And I, I may or may not have skipped to the part where it was 
the, just supposed to be a mock-up. I wasn't supposed to finish all of the pages because yeah, I went back. I was, I was looking so at the last two pages. Like, he's like, "Oops, I did all of them." And it eventually just progressed to the point where I was like, "What if I just go ahead and publish it? What What if I share this with everybody?" Yeah, chat. You can buy this. You can have this cuteness in your house. That's why I keep showing the pages to everybody so they can see how cute (laughs) it is and want to go get it. Oh, yeah. Here, let me... Oh, where's my favorite? My favorite page is the last illustration. It is so big. It's like a two-page spread with, like, trees and grass and possums playing. And, like, you're totally good to show it, by the way. So, like, it's it's not really much of a spoiler because it is... There's so many pages (laughs) in this book. Oh, I'm know. still. How many pages are this book? A lot. It's like I thought it'd be like, done by now, but that's okay. I'm not mad about it. I'm just like amazed that you made this much book oh, I'm for so a happy class. Look at this happy possums up, playing. Oh, I know. I ended up bringing on a friend who does uh, editing. They're on the. I think the next page. Yeah. <laughs> so I brought on Jordan. Phoebe. They are. They're fabulous. Um, and they came on and they did some editing because I might do art. I might be able to work on plot lines, but I'm not much for writing. And I was like, I want to make sure this looks good. I want to make sure this is nice. So they came in, they helped, and now it's a book. It's a book you can hold in your hands. It even has some blank pages at the end. Yeah, I can't do anything about those, but you can doodle in them. You can do or <laughs> or or we can find you at a book signing and have you doodle in them for us if i ever do a comic convention or anything you will probably be among the first to know yay that's good i've always wanted to do one but like i've never like been able to so it's like one of those like in the future someday i shall do it so so the the fulfillment for this book though is like from the book the book selling people right you don't you don't shift these out personally no, I was doing book boxes for a little bit, but I closed my shop and everything. So I just kind of just have like a couple excess books if I ever go to do like a table anywhere. But yeah, uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of affordable options for people that are self-publishing. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going through uh, Amazon, the KDP publishing. So I upload the files. I get everything ready. I do all of like that behind the scenes stuff. And then they handle the printing and shipping. I love it. I was just imagining you could have like, you could offer special commissions where you sell the book with a drawing in it for like a hundred dollars. And then, and then maybe you do your own fulfillment. If it's like, okay, for a hundred dollars, I'll draw you a doodle on those blank pages and sign the book for you and customize the front cover. (laughs) I can get everything figured out. I could do that. You could do limited pre-orders, so then you only have to order so many of the books ahead of time. Like 10. True. You're only doing 10, but that's a thousand bucks. Then you <laughs> can buy three rollators. Ah, oh, heck yeah. That'd be amazing. I just have like a rollator for every room. I just transfer out every time I cross the <laughs> threshold. It's like there's one for the car. There's one for the kitchen. I can shuffle through the hallway. It's fine. And then there's one in the bathroom. It's like so fancy. But no, oh my God, I don't think I could ever do that many. Just one, just one. So fun. Or maybe, 
like maybe that's if when you ever want a wheelchair, maybe that's how you fund it. You figure out how many of those special books you'd have to sell at a hundred dollars a piece to get the chair. And then people are buying it not only because the book is cool, but also because they want to help you get the chair and then they get a piece of art they can love and you get a chair. And then it's a, you only need so many. So then you're not over committing yourself to too much work TM. And then you get a wheelchair at the end and everyone else gets cool art. That is really smart. I am saving that idea just a little bit. <laughs> I'll clip it. I don't know if it'll fit in 30 seconds, but we'll find out. Um, so wonderful. I love it. Okay. So, so part of promoting your book, The Hungry Opossum, was you made all of this other art, right? Yeah. You, you did a 15-day <laughs> countdown. And then later I, you were like, oh, heck, I made another book. I was like, I want to do a 15 countdown because like I was going to start at the beginning of the month. So it goes from like 15 all the way down to one and it ends on like the 15th or like the 16th of the month, depending on where you are. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to do big numbers and I'm going to do that amount of possums in every picture. I drew so many possums. There's just so many on one of these pages, I don't, I don't know if you can find it, but on one of these pages, I accidentally left in my logo. Really? So there's a hidden logo in one of these art pieces. Oh my gosh. But I don't remember which one it is. Now it's, now it's a game. You have to find, you have to buy the book <laughs> to find it, chat. Oh yeah. In case, it, in it case was... the, so we just got raided. I don't normally mention that on the stream, but in case the people who just got here didn't know, Today I'm interviewing Augie and we're also looking at books that Augie has made. So the book I'm holding up was Hello. made by the person that I'm talking to. Isn't this neat? See, now I want to find a logo. And you, Augie, you posted pictures of the countdown in this in my server. And then we all were having fun, like trying to count all the possums. And then at one point we realized one of your images had an incorrect number of possums and like a bunch of us counted more than once. We're like, wait, did I get it wrong? <laughs> And like I came back in later because I didn't I didn't realize because I had like dropped it and then left. Yeah, <laughs> and then I yeah, back, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. no, guys, you're not losing your marbles. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> I so you, you got you got some me. free editing from the creative creative endeavors oh people it was, channel. <laughs> genuinely, it was so helpful because I was in the middle of like setting up these pages, and I was like, oh, these are perfect. These are great. And then it was like, oh no, the dyscalculia person messed up the numbers. Oh, you found it. Found it. <laughs> Look at that logo. It's like a skull jumping out of a head. Yee. Nice. Yep. So we helped you edit yeah. your book. Good job. Which I'm so grateful for. But yeah, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to make this like a very, special story going through the pages it's just going to be counting that's it it's just going to be yeah, no i mean i mean the 12 days of christmas is not more complicated than the book you wrote that's a song it's been sung for a really long time the 12th day of christmas my possum gave to me <laughs> i don't know if you if you saw this in the chat a minute ago but i'll read it to you um Distriplica was talking about the book um let me see i think it might have been before the raid um, Distriplica says you can use the book for so many things. I use my counting possums book to hold my tax documents. No joke. Is is like number one January tax stuff, and number two is February tax stuff, and that's how you organize your taxes. 
I love that. Low key, I love that so much. I I think I've bought <clears throat> a couple of your books for friends for holiday presents, like for Yule and stuff, because they're so fun. And like, you know, I could buy someone some random thing, or I can support a disabled trans artist and send cool art to my friends. <laughs> like, it's a win-win. Why not give Mrs. Gendered money? Like, you should do it, everybody. Honestly, I'm just really glad everyone likes the possum projects that I keep doing. Because, <laughs> like, it's okay. I know. Everybody's here for Susan and the possum projects. Yay! It is, like, the possums. best reason to be here. I think, I mean, I can even do international shipping pretty easily because of how you distributed it. Like, if I wanted to send it from the States to friends in the UK... I'm not going to pay international shipping because they'll just print it over there and send it, right? Because of how it's set up. Yeah, that might be how it works. I hadn't thought of that. Oh, that is such an awesome thing. It is. It might even be awesome possum. It's possible. It's possible. (laughs) So cute. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, we talked about the books. There's so many other things to talk about. So um, let's see. I'm skipping around. Um, tell us about your Celestial Bodies project. Oh, okay. So that started because I was doing uh, monthly illustrations for Patreon. And I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Because I could have done like, oh my God, like the, the Capricorn, Aquarius, like that kind of thing. Because like, I love, I love stuff like that. It's so fun. But then I remembered this project that I did like way back when, like back at like the end of high school where I had, I had done a series of like watercolor paintings and they were like itty bitty. Oh, I meant to find those. I have those somewhere. I'll find them eventually and like share them. But it was a series of watercolor paintings where it was like a human body mm-hmm. and then the planet as the head. Yeah. And at the time I was like, this is so cool. Oh, this is awesome. Visually stunning. Yes. But at the time I was, it was all just like fit hot people because mm-hmm. I hadn't quite gone through my love yourself phase and like represent like yourself in everybody phase. I was very much mimicking the artwork that I was seeing at the time, which was like fit hot people, which is what you see in a lot of like cishet spaces, not to bash cishet spaces. It's just a very popular form that you see there um but now that i've like moved over into like a very queer like loving yourself loving your body loving everybody kind of space it opened it up for like the artwork to be more so it wasn't just the planets bodies it was more meaningful yeah yeah, so like um i think with january i started with the sun and then i did like the planets moving away for like every month um i did do earth and the moon which were like really fun and i did plus side bodies i did small bodies i did fit i did old um i think it was either jupiter or saturn um is this because like the planet was like symbolic of like the end of things like there was very much like an ending theme and so it was like a scythe for like the ring yeah that's very and like it was maybe saturn is old age says to just triplica in the chat old age okay cool yeah because like i probably should pull that up but yeah it was like each one has like its own thing 
Um, I tried working in scars in as many places as I could because like with um, like the pattern and the texture of planets, there's so many options for adding things in. Um, so like there's a mastectomy scar. There's on one of the plants, there is a scar for a colostomy bag. Mm. Um, there's knee braces, but like I, I have noticed, I really like old timey medical gear. So there were like old timey medical braces. Yeah. And like looking back, I definitely could have pushed it way more than I did. Cause like the first couple that I did was very, um, it, it kind of fell back into step with like the first series of the project I did, which was like, um, very average modely people. And then I kind of branched out kind of tempted to do the project again, but at the same time, I'm really happy with what I did. Well, and you had like some deities and stuff worked in too. You worked mythology into the whole project as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like with everyone, like each planet has, it tends to be associated with like different gods and goddesses. Um, For the most part, it leaned very heavily into like Greek and Roman. So like there was a lot, a lot of that symbology mixed in. Mm -hmm. Um, With the last one, Halley's Comet, I did uh, Haley's Comet dragon fruit <laughs> for oh, like cool. the uh, like the florals and flowers and stuff because I was like I couldn't find a lot of symbolism surrounding Haley's Comet, so I was like, what can I work in that will make sense? Yeah, and then I found dragon fruit, and I was like, oh my god, dragon fruit, and I got very distracted. Dragon fruit is very cool, though. Oh, it's so cool! I wish I like liked eating it because it's such a fun fruit it makes good shapes it do it do make good shapes it's in fun colors it's oh it's everything um and you posted those those illustrations in the discord server so then we like got to see it like as you were making them oh that was so cool i loved that so much um i did on the side work on a cover piece so that I could potentially make a, like, a little book thingy. Yes, I think you should. That would be so great as, like, a coffee table book. Or, like, selling the prints of the individual planets would also be really cool. I could totally yeah, see working, that on a wall in my I'm house. I'm working on setting a, a, a print situation and then also setting up, like, a little art book situation. Uh, I, I actually that. need to hit up my my editor friend and be like hey i have another project for you (laughs) you're good with words do you mind helping a boy out pretty please so i'm gonna post a link in the chat it's it won't be really useful for anyone listening to this later but um there's the link to the thread in the Discord server, where all of these pictures are, if you want to go look at them. If you're not on the Discord server, I don't know what to tell you. Buy all these books and art prints when they come out later. But if you would like a little preview, um, you can go look at it. And you can also go tip Augie for that beautiful art. Um, MrsGender.com is one place you might be able to find those cashy links. That poor website. I just keep adding projects to it. And yeah. 
my god you click the tab for projects and it just keeps going because mm-hmm. i just i keep starting a new one it's very ADHD, I though i respect it oh gosh yeah because like i've got all of those side projects i where i made a bunch of journals mm-hmm. and then where i illustrated I like, journals where i illustrated like sections of like stories and books because like i did the illustrations for like the edgar Allan poe uh cask of amontillado 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 mm-hmm. there we go and then it was like um one about oh the story was about freezing it's a fun word here um freezing your video oh, uh oh my oh. the one with rabbits <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um oh, based on watership down yes thank you mm-hmm. watership down Oh my god, how did I how did I forget that? Okay. Yes, watership down. I was so excited to draw bunnies. I was like, oh my god, bunnies. Bunnies are also really fun. Not as fun yeah. as possums, but close. Oh, um, there's so many side projects. There there are. Speaking of, um what's the marsh? Okay, so the marsh is a visual novel horror concept that I made. Um, that is based on an analog horror project that I did like two years ago that I did a bunch of videos for. Um, basically nobody has ever found the like analog thing on their own. I've, I think I said to like one person. So like, it's very like not popular, hidden in the depths of YouTube and TikTok, but I used that to like create the marsh. So the marsh's concept is basically, um, a private investigator in small town Louisiana calls up basically the only wildlife enthusiast he can get to come down to Louisiana and just try and figure out if all of these disappearances that are happening are like actually animal related, like the mm-hmm. local cops are saying. Mm-hmm. And plot twist it's not the wildlife. <laughs> and they're definitely a trigger warning if you have like a thing for like drowning spiders or horror in general um i i did have a friend play it and they did not tell me till afterwards that they had a spider phobia oopsies and they were aware the whole time that it was a, like a spider thing <laughs> they just didn't tell me mm-hmm. which was very sweet of them they still enjoyed it which i i appreciate <laughs> Yeah, and it is completely free to play. There's also a demo if you want to try that. Um, it is only for Windows. Uh, I I can't get it exported for like phone or app or like um, Mac for some reason. I was using Tyranno Builder, which is a whole thing. But it, I like it. It was fun. It was a really good art project. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be a full game. It was supposed to be um, a portfolio piece for character design. And then I was like, "What if I did some background concepts?" And then it's like, "What if I fleshed out these black background concepts some more?" I'm not actually going to do anything with this. I just want to make these characters. 
And what if I set up these different character expressions so that I know and have examples for each of these expressions for all these different scenes? And what if I fleshed out all of these side characters? Because I really, really like the idea of this granny character with this cane and she's just like old and she looks like she'd tell you something. And then like you have like Clark Applier. I just really wanted to add a himbo. Don't judge me. <laughs> so we have Clark Applier. Um, and he's the investigator. And he's like this, he's he's this big boy. And then you have Banana, which yeah. I love Banana so much. Uh, Banana, which it doesn't show up in the game because of where I placed it, but they have a scar on their knee and they wear elbow braces and they very much the epitome of my bones don't work, but I'm still here. Like yeah. that kind of vibe. And like, I... I put like a bunch of little like disability references into all of almost all of the characters. Yeah. Like majority of the characters have some semblance of like uh, braces. So like banana, they've got the knee scar, the the elbow braces. The main character Jesse has a knee brace, which is referenced, and it is explicitly stated that they have arthritis. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got you got Granny with her cane. Because heck mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just, oh, it was so fun. Yeah. But again, I have the completionist problem. And I, yeah, I, totally. It, it went from concept to game. Yeah. I, you know, I, I vaguely remember you basically hyper-focused for like December 2022 and January 2023 while you were like dog sitting for your dad. And you just did it I, like obsessively every day until you left that house. <laughs> I was house sitting for my dad for six <laughs> weeks and the project just so happened to get started around the beginning of my stay, mm -hmm. which meant my brain, which went from like a lot of input over here where I was, I, I had things to do around the house. I had all this other stuff. I went from like a very sensory environment to my dad's house which mm -hmm. opposite relatively how many, quiet how many dogs are there? uh they have four dogs total but they're mm -hmm. itty bitty they're yeah. little dogs so that's that's basically all i was doing i was just there to take care of the dogs i didn't really have to do anything to maintain the house i didn't have to do from 13 animals to four <laughs> yeah i went from like a lot of doing things to not and I just kind of latched onto the project and that is like all I did. You basically just, did an artist I, residence. I yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's <There> awesome. <laughs> Maybe you should do that once a year. <laughs> I I can't leave my sister alone in this house for six months every year. Or six weeks every year. Oh Definitely my god. Not six, six months. months. I, oh god. <laughs> I, I don't think there'd be a house left when I got back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've we figured out that two weeks is the max, and then it yeah. gets too much. That's super fair. Um, okay, so what is Doodle Dress Up? We talked about it a little bit, but can you actually explain the concepts? We're totally doing everything backwards today, and that's fine. We're just you, excited. All good, all good. Uh, okay, so Doodle Dress Up. Um... It started, it, it was a one-off on one -off thing because I was starting to get back into doing like live streams and stuff because I had stopped for quite a while. 
I was so off schedule. I, oh, anyway, I was trying to get back on schedule. I was trying to get like back on like my thing. And mm-hmm. I didn't have anything planned. I just popped on and I was like, let's do something. And then we ended up drawing Mothman because Mothman is awesome. We love Mothman. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I don't have like outfit or anything picked out for, for Mothman. And like, I kept getting different suggestions. So I was like, I'll just draw multiple outfits. Mm-hmm. And like, we just kept adding outfits and it kept going. And I was like, I love this. We're like doodling a dress up thing. Like those old flash games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Where It's yeah. like, at the closet and you're moving things over and over and you're dressing these characters like paper dolls and i was like this is fun i like this what if i brought it back next week what mm-hmm. if we did another cryptid next week and then another cryptid and then it's like oh. so now so you basically put paper dresses on cryptids yes like, not dresses dresses but like outfits yeah. two-dimensional and- outfits on cryptids yeah, and it's not always, like, cryptids, but, like, different, like, characters or themes. Like, we did um, a ghost, which ended up being, like, a ghost cowboy, and then, return the slab, oh, feel my wrath. Very vibey. <laughs> I loved it. We yeah. did Krampus, Reindeer, Nessie, like, Loch Ness Monster. We did the Squonk. I love the Squonk. The squonk is one of my favorites. They're so cool. It's like, the, if you don't know what the squonk is, um, it is a cryptid that thinks it is so, like, dreadfully ugly that it hides in the woods and cries all day. Aww. So what we, our squonk, is a squonk that's been to therapy. They love themselves. They have worked on their anxiety. They have worked on their, like, self-loathing problems. Yeah. And they're having fun. They have hobbies. They like doing like a like cosplay stuff, and like <laughs> it, it's gone from like just doing like fun outfits to now we have stories for half of these characters, and it's so fun. And we do it every Saturday, unless for some reason I'm having technical issues, <laughs> and yeah. then we save it for another day. I love that so much, though. Like, how fun is it that you get to do that? <laughs> I love it so much. And it also really helps me in the sense that I have this one thing that I'm doing every week. Yeah. And it helps me stay on schedule so much because I know what I'm doing. I know when I'm doing it. I know where I'm doing it. I know what I need to do. I have my list of requests. If for some reason I don't have anything on the request list, there's thousands of things i could do yeah so you you just have like an assigned time when you're doing your work basically it is so helpful for maintaining some concept of time (laughs) um what i just threw up on the screen just now is my reactive image which you drew Ah. oh i love that so much it's super fun It, it came out so good i'm so proud of that so so chat, Augie surprised me with a Yule present this year and was like, haha, I have a present. And it was this wonderful drawing of me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so handsome. And like, I'm not telling it very well right now, but like, I I hadn't seen a 
a representation like that of me that was like also my gender correctly that I felt really excited about. And it was, it was like, it was like gender euphoria. Yeah, you gave me art, but really what you gave me was gender euphoria, the present. Which is like the best the thing best I could present have. ever. Yeah. And what you may not know, Augie, is that original art that you made for me is actually the background on my desktop, on my lap, my like computer. So now it's on three monitors and I see that art every day for multiple hours, like oh. just around. It's around oh because, God, so you know, it's like, for me, it's really powerful to see that representation of me being handsome, being curvy, being hairy. Like I started tea and started growing all this chest hair and I'm like, oh God, what's happening? Like. <laughs> I wanted the beard and the chest hair as a bonus. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, and it was just this, this moment where like, I don't know, having, having been that like fat girl in a sweatshirt forever, you know, who didn't like being in bathing suits, who never felt good looking to like seeing art that I, I see it and I immediately know it's me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. And wow, that person looks really good. Like there's something about it. Like when I see myself in the mirror, sometimes I look handsome and sometimes I don't. The dysphoria and the brain in the mirror and that whole, you're familiar with it. I'm seeing you nodding. And so like, <laughs> but, but the art Absolutely. consistently, my brain is like, that's a good looking person. And so it's like, I'm using it to train my brain to be like, I'm a good looking person. You are. Oh, thanks. You're so handsome. And so it like, I'm like crying a little bit just talking about it right now. Like it's, it's so that, that part of your art is so transformative and hard to put into words how powerful it is. And um, that's why whenever I see trans people who are like, Hey, I'm looking for an artist to help me with my VTuber or whatever. I'm like, have you heard of Ag? <laughs> you should, you should commission I... my friend. He's really cool. <laughs> I was genuinely so nervous sending the portrait because I wasn't sure if I got it right. Because so it's so important to get it right. Because if it's not right, it can be devastating. Yeah. And I was like, I want to draw them how I see them. Mm. Like how I feel they are as like a person but how they also look and how they're very handsome and how they look very good and happy. And they just look like a good person. Aww. And I want that to be there. And I want them to feel that. I want them to look at this and be, this is me. This, this, is, this is correct. This is right. Because there's something so good about looking at something of yourself and going, this is correct. Mm -hmm. Like just that sense of rightness. Yeah. So I'm really glad you like it <laughs> and that you love it so much yeah. because I'm like, okay, I can do these things. I, I have the capability to be, to make artwork that's right. And like, oh, well, now you've got me going. Damn it. Dang it. <laughs> Dang tootin'. Darn diddly. Dip well, art. <laughs> it's funny when streamers break other streamers. <laughs> it's, it's such a big thing. Yeah. And like, I love, absolutely love. One of my favorite things 
of doing this work is doing the gender form affirming portraits. And I mm-hmm. love getting those requests. And like, there are so many people that are worried that are like, is it going to be like super expensive to ask for all of these changes because they're not something that you see in my pictures or my references? Mm-hmm. Is this going to cost something? And I'm like, no, it's not. It is a portrait. I am here to give you yourself and how you see yourself. Yeah. That it is a portrait. It it doesn't have to be this whole bells and whistles deal. Now, if you want me to draw the a freaking cathedral behind you, that is a different story. <laughs> yeah, the background is a different thing. Yes. <laughs> like I I can't draw the like the Notre Dame's things behind scenario. That that is different. <laughs> But like, for you want me to add facial hair? Absolutely. Do you want stubble? Do you want a full beard? Do you want to look like a Viking or something? Absolutely. And you it do trans mask and trans femme art too. Oh, absolutely. Do you want to, trans to add mask, breasts? Do you want to add non-bi- like dimples in your cheeks or a certain curve in a certain place? I've had people request for a mix of, of like either category, no category, yeah. all of the above category. I can, it, it's not a big deal to add, but it is, it's not a big deal to add in the sense that it doesn't take anything away from me to do it, mm-hmm. but it is such a big deal for the person that needs it. Yeah. It's, it's so much for me, it feels like so much more than like, an art commission it's like having a shared vision of um like of that idealized gender manifestation that is still true to form and because you are gender diverse you get it more deeply than most other artists that are available for commissions like the people sliding into my dms like hey do you need any graphics it's like no heck off so so and I, I do know there's at least one other person in the chat right now who may be lurking who has also commissioned art from you. And um, if anyone else would like to commission art from Augie, MrsGender.com is where you go to commission an artist. I think um, the tab is still to work with me and it can be a little bit, but there's a form at the bottom of the TOS that you fill out. Um, for anyone who has financial concerns, I do art trades. I work with budgets. I am fully flexible. You're trans, queer, disabled, poor, and you get it. And you want to work with people Absolutely. who are like you. Absolutely. <laughs> Heck yes. Someone in chat is saying we're literally just about to commission them again, filling out the form now. <laughs> All the commissions. This is the moment I remember that um, that. So, so you, you helped me with this VTuber revamp, which is so cool. Um, this is the moment I remember so we were I talking about, <laughs> I, I am too, cause I still want to commission more outfits and things for this character that you helped draw for me, this me character. Um, we were working on one for Capybara and I think we both forgot it. So I, we should revisit I remember that. <laughs> I sent in some sketches, but I think I was waiting for feedback. Oh, that's like, okay. Totally dropped yeah. down. I was like, yeah. It, we'll get to it. Yeah, was, our, everything got busy. Like, 
it's I was gonna taxes. Send them there's soon, a second coming. There was one in January. It's like oh. this like four month period. We have two surgeries and taxes to turn in on top of regular life stuff. So I mean, everybody has taxes. But yeah, everybody does. It's yeah. Anyway, so we'll talk about it after stream. I'm sure. Um, can <laughs> Augie make? Okay, I have a VTuber asking. Can Augie make 2D models? I I pretty much only do 2D. Um, I can't do any rigging. I don't know enough about rigging to do it, and I don't have any of the programs for it. But I do 2D reactive models. Um, I currently work with like two different ones. I have got my normal person one, and then I've got a possum one. <laughs> but it's yeah, like a do. furry possum. I want to talk about that if you want to. I have so many questions. Okay. <laughs> what's what's I mean, up with your with your VTuber that you made? <laughs> so for one of the doodle dress ups, we did an anthropomorphic Susan, which is not my first time creating like a fursona Susan. Um, but like looking at it, I was like, oh, I could I could do a Susan VTuber. Oh, that would be fun. And I was like, wait what if I just made my own for myself? Because I'm like, while I love that Susan is purple, I personally, as evidenced by everything here, yes, 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 yes. I, I have a preference for orange. So I ended up making a possum VTuber that had, it was just like all orange. And I love it so much. And I'm a little mad that I didn't do it sooner. Because, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, really in the furry community, but I love the artwork. And I love the styles and designs that I see in there. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I've started slowly doing more, <laughs> like, furry artwork. Especially with, like, the doodle dress-up. Because so many, like, cryptids and stories are animal-based. Yeah. So it's just it's just giving me an excuse to do more fluffy artwork and I love it and I'm living for it right now. <laughs> so yeah, now I've got a possum VTuber and I basically never switch back to the person VTuber. Well, I'm not mad about that. Um and like no. it's it's so fun. You just get paw on your face. <laughs> he he's been laughing so peacefully and then it was just like, oh god, I'm being touched. Kitty assist cat helping hashtag helping. Oh yeah, he is absolutely enjoying this because I normally don't spend the day in here. He gets me in the mornings, afternoon, and nights, which is when we play and we cuddle and we do all that jazz. So he's usually just kind of hanging out in quarantine during the day, and he's like, "Oh my god, I get my person!" Yeah, attention. Yeah, so happy. Again, French so fries available for adoption anyone is prepared for a maybe if single cat household so that your other cats don't get sick or if is it yeah, is it feline leukemia or something else uh it's not feline leukemia it's an upper respiratory infection unfortunately mm. some cats it just doesn't go away yeah and it can stay with them for months and years and it just it's just part of them at that point mm -hmm. The other kitten that we have from the same litter. Okay, so <laughs> we moved here. There is a colony of cats that are a mix of strays and pets that just 
roam around having babies in our neighborhood. Um, and right at the start of winter, before it started freezing or anything, um, a mama cat had a bunch of kittens. Unfortunately, the entire litter and most of the colony ended up getting an upper respiratory infection. Mm, yeah. The three kittens that we caught were legitimately the sickest of the bunch. Um, mm. Maybe French that's why fry, we were able to catch them. That is the only reason we were able to catch them. They couldn't just dart off. Um, we got permission <laughs> to grab them from the neighbor's yard. Um, so we grabbed French fry first, and I was immediately like, oh my god, baby, I have baby. And he got quarantined in the bathroom, and then we ended up catching um, a gray one. Her name was Goose. She yes. unfortunately did not get better with medication, and oh, she did have goodness. to get put down because she she progressed to having fluid buildup. And her last couple weeks, living life, having had a blast. You would not be able to tell that she was sick except for like her distended stomach. But she was so happy. It's just that meds weren't doing anything, and it got to a point where it needed to happen. Um, and then the third one, who we originally named Mr. Wednesday, because we thought it, well, I thought it was a boy. Uh, <laughs> the neighbor actually got her. Uh, she had, like, one eye closed from infection. She's healed up. She's doing fabulous. She's probably causing a bunch of chaos out in the house right now. Mm -hmm. So she's gotten totally better. She's fine. So we just have this little orange misfit who I love dearly, but good golly, we can only handle so much chronic illness in this household. Mm -hmm. You only have so many rooms. Only have so many rooms. That is a that is a hard boundary. Yeah, he's he's very sweet. I think he would do wonderfully in a single cat household. And like if someone had other cats that also had like the same problems, he gets along great with cats. He gets along great with dogs. Like he's a amazing cat. Mm -hmm. I just can't keep him. He seems very social For, too. Oh, God, he's so social. He's a cuddle bug. Like so if you walk into the room, immediately, like please love me. He just sounds like an eight-year-old smoker. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he sounds terrible, but yeah. he's doing great. Yeah. He's so cute. Oh, he's precious. He's surprisingly not minding all of the manhandling. <laughs> he's like, this is fine. I'm getting so much love and attention. Yeah, he's enjoying the time with Good you. Good boy. Special. Yeah, he's being fairly polite. I was really worried he was going to be, like all up on the laptop <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that's fair so what are some goals that you have for your artwork is there is there a goal or a hope that you have in general for your art not necessarily projects but like is there a deeper purpose i don't know this is a deep question well going forward i want to make it gayer and I want to, like, triple the amount of representation that I'm doing for all of, like, the different communities that I keep popping into my art. Mm. It's like, I, and it's like, uh, like, what I was saying with, like, the start of, like, my comics is, like, it started as, like, this little venting thing. It was very, very basic. 
but as it's progressed, it's gotten way queerer. It's gotten way better about like doing different representations for like body types, skin tones, disability, cultural. It's getting better and I want to get it even better. <laughs> I yeah. want to be way further than what I am, but I know that it's going to take time to like get me there. Cause some, some of it's just like my own personal working things out as I go. Yeah. I am. And <clears> this <throat> is, this is like the first time I'm mentioning this. Um, a couple, oh, I think it was like, it was either 2020 or like 21. I did that whole like alf or not quite alphabet, but like that whole series of comics where it was like nothing but like different definitions. I am redoing that this year. I kept putting it off, but I'm doing it this year and I'm doing that for pride. And it's, oh, I'm going to go big or go home moment, essentially. I love that. I love that. Where'd my water bottle go? Distriplica oh, says, whoa, that. cool example for your full body, simple background slot on your website. Oh yeah. So cool. Perfect. <laughs> I've still got to post that at some point. <laughs> it is currently sitting in my queue for like uh, getting scheduled on Planoly. I am so happy with that artwork, by the way. So if anyone goes to check it out, the full body example, I am quite proud of. I'm trying to pull it up. Um, I think a total side note, at one point, didn't I even ask you like, um, where you got your cool glasses from? Because I loved your cool glasses. Oh, uh, oh, wait! I don't think you asked where I got them from, but I know we we talked about it for a little bit. I'm pretty sure I got them from Vooglam, V O O G L A M. Um, it's like an online glasses store. They do tend to be a little on the pricier side than I usually like to go. I absolutely love goggles for you, Zenny's, uh, places like that that have incredibly cheap glasses. Um. I did. I do think I paid like a little above budget for these because I wanted blue light because I'm working on the computer so much. This <laughs> is like eighty percent of my day is in front of a screen, a screen of some kind. So I'm like, I should be nice to my eyes, mm -hmm. so they last longer than my bones. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm seeing the artwork now. It is very orangey red and fiery and wonderful. So it, it's the vibe. Um, on page two of the form. There we go. Um, gosh, I could, we could just sit here and swoon about your art all day. It's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, just so much of it. I keep bouncing around from project to project. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, I feel like there's something I wanted to mention, but it's escaping me now. Maybe it will come, maybe it will return. Um, so the last sort of, for you, the last question that's specific to this episode, and then we have like the three normal questions that I ask everybody, what kinds of projects do you plan to work on in 2023 and coming years? So you mentioned your alphabet project, but what other sort of, if you feel okay sharing it, because some people don't want to tell until it's like actually happening for many reasons, but do you want to share about what's percolating in the audience? So I've kind of posted about it a little bit, mostly in just like different Discord channels. And it's it's a new project page on the site. 
is I have like another short visual novel. It's going to be so much shorter than the other one. I'm planning for it to be a browser game so that there's no downloading or anything. You just go to the site and you play it. Um, so I'm working on that. And it's based very heavily on like medical problems. Mm. Um, it's called I Am Not a Moth. And uh, I it's still very new. So like the tagline is kind of sort of just... Um, you can't treat a beetle if you think you're treating a moth. Mm. So that that is one of the side projects. And a side project that I haven't posted about, hearing it for the first time ever, folks, I hope my buddies are not upset, is I'm taking my doodle dress apart and we're making a cryptid dating game. Oh my God. So <laughs> some, of, some of the characters that are getting worked <laughs> on future doodle dress-ups are also going to be those are going to be specific for the game like our lovely medusa lady from the last doodle dress up yeah um her name is sappho she's a lesbian i love i love the design she runs could be no other thing the plan (laughs) the plan uh for the character is her name is sappho she's a lesbian she's so old but you know she doesn't like look it she looks fabulous as always she uh runs or works at like a women's clinic perfect bringing in the whole uh medusa thing where medusa is like representative of like women's care and support and like if if you're not if anyone's like not super aware of like the medusa head it tends to be a symbol for people who have survived um essay Mm -hmm. and so it's a very clear symbol and i was like if i'm doing a medusa character i want them to be associated with that yeah as like a nod towards that everyone who like um there's a word i'm missing somewhere (laughs) uh i it's not the word associates um it's not vibes you're experiencing a, a brain fart. My brain does the same thing. It's okay. I just throw out all the words around it until I stumble into it. And you're welcome yeah. to do the same if you would like. No, because if I get stuck on it, then it's going to be like five minutes of silence. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think the message was pretty clear for like what I'm aiming for for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then like we're tagging in some of the older characters that I've drawn for Doodle Dress Up. They might be getting a bit of a redesign, but overall, like, I'm really, really excited about the project. And I'm even more excited about the fact that I'm not going to be writing it. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Is your friend that helps you edit your other book maybe going to help, or you're not allowed to talk about that yet? That's okay if you can't. They weren't brought in. Uh, So this is like a side project. I am working with Harley Cryptid. Um, which uh, they were in the chat earlier. So yeah. I'm not going to give away like any definites or anything. It's definitely going to be a very long time coming project. Yeah, I'm just really, really excited to be working on it. It's so and cool. there will eventually be posts. It's just, oh, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so clear. It's going to be so gay. That's I'm so just, exciting. <sighs> well, and I bet you learned a bunch from making your first game. Oh my god! It's yeah. gonna help you in making the second one. Um, 
yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that even if Tyranno Builder isn't like the best visual novel builder, I didn't have to learn coding for it. Mm -hmm. So it was at least very simple. Yeah. Um, I have since I have since been recommended to try RenPy, which from what I've heard is a lot better. So if anyone listening is like, ooh, visual novel builders, try RenPy first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's also free. RenPy is free. Uh, Tyranno Builder was $15, which I think it was worth the $15. Uh, it made it, I managed to make a pretty decent game, which I'm very happy it's over. <laughs> like I got to the end and I was like, so tired of editing <laughs> yeah no kidding i hear you yeah um i i'm having all these ideas about your game if you want to hear them and you can take it or leave it um like what if you did a kickstarter about it what if people at a certain tier of the kickstarter could like weigh in on some of the dateable characters like, what if there was, like, a really high-value tier, like $1,000 or something ridiculous that's, like, you know, pick a pick a cryptid for the game or something? <laughs> um, and then, like, you know, having those pre-orders not only means you get to pay yourself, but you also get to pay your writer or writers and any other people that are helping out with the project. Like, um, I don't know. I've met the queer community they love dating monsters. <laughs> like, oh, I know, I know. It's a big move. Like, and it like, was something I could. There's absolutely could, a market for this. <laughs> so oh gosh, insane. yeah. Like, <laughs> not even like halfway through the amount of doodle dress-ups that we've done so far, we all make jokes about it. We're all like, we could make a dating game with all of these characters. Like, we could do it. Like, totally fun. And now it's not even a joke anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not a joke. I can't oh wait to God. see Krampus in the dating game. <laughs> okay. So I really, really like Krampus because I did Krampus very closely with the reindeer. And like Krampus and the reindeer are in a poly relationship. 100%. Mm -hmm. Love them yeah. together. Personal favorite pairing for it. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. It. So, yeah, no, thank you for all the ideas. I am taking that to the group. And like, as a group, <laughs> we're going to be like, what works because like i i am like the artist for it but like we oh, we're trying to figure out like who's i gotta figure out who's leading the project because right now who's we're the like boss who's the boss you need like a who's project organizing top? everything <laughs> who's in charge of like i just i'm just drawing things for horny people that's what we're doing <laughs> yeah so you need a project manager um that's great love that for everyone <laughs> It, it's very much in the beginning stages of like we're talking we've got a rough pitch but like everything is just in sketch mode it's an idea mode and yeah. we're not looking at doing anything like super duper concrete for quite a while yeah because like we're gonna we're gonna take our time we're gonna do this right <laughs> i love that though and at the end you're gonna have a wonderful gorgeous exciting hot <laughs> like piece of media that all the gays are going to get to interact with and just lose their minds over in the best way yeah we uh i can't confirm anything but we did talk about making it slightly spicy so i shall I not mean, say more i mean dating games deserve some spice that is where the spice belongs 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder if there could be like a romantic mode or like asexual mode or both. <laughs> don't, don't give it away. Hey, you didn't tell me that. That's my idea that I had all by myself. <laughs> well, those are some very exciting projects, Augie. Um, is there anything that we missed about all of these myriad of things we've been talking about from trash can critters to comics to children's books to visual novels to like gender euphoria, pro like portraits and more disability, pet ownership, adopting animals, any of that? Did you miss anything you want to make sure you say? Um, I mean, I could talk about my failing bones some more, but I feel that might get a little depressing. I think we covered most things. Uh, look around. Oh, I want to see if you remember this. Transitioning, a rough guide. I don't. I wish I did. Oh, did you? Oh, you might have followed me after. So I, this was technically the first book I ever did. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I may have done some writing in high school, but like, I never like, went anywhere with it oh back towards the beginning uh warning this book contains illustrations depicting various surgeries no blood shown uh this was back when i was 100 percent doing all of the writing so that is just my handwriting it is so bad like i really fine. need to do the point it's definitely um, legible i can read it it's fine <laughs> yeah and it was it covered like terminology, different types of surgery. I was so excited to make this because like everything else, it did start out as like, a, I was, I was trying to do like a very short, like maybe like five to six page comic, just going over different changes. And it ended up being like the possum book, like a Yay. 30 plus page book. And it covers like, so much is that and on your website for purchasing uh it's the digital version is on the site i think i still have like 30 like actual copies oh gosh yeah which i currently can't do anything with but i'm i have them yeah and then i i had contacted like people from the community and then and i was like hey would you like to be part of this project i would love to have people from the community like talking in here and like ex like talking about their experiences and how they feel about transitioning and oh, it was my first like big queer project and it is definitely affected the projects that came after that i love it so much it was so much fun but yeah i was like yeah, no, before stream, I was like, I should probably grab some of my books in case we talk about it. And I was like, okay, I've got the possum book one, possum book two. Oh, hey, my transitioning book. I'll grab yeah. that just in case it comes up. And mm -hmm. then like, I have my chronic pain journal and I was like. Yeah, tell us about my bones hurt. We didn't talk about oh, that. My bones hurt. I bought it for a friend. I don't have a copy myself, but I did buy it for a friend and it looks cool. And that could be a way you could talk about your bones if you want. Here we go. Look at so that. It is a rib. So like we've got we've got rib cage. Is do the bones have like designs etched into them in the image for those listening? It's, yeah, it's almost like tattoos so, on the bones. Yep, and there's a pair of skeletal hands that come on from this side, 
only reason on the, you know there's the spatulas cover. is you get this little bit of bonage right here. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're tattooing the designs onto, onto the, bones, the bones. That's so cool. Which, chronic pain, bones hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like everything else, I was just practicing a project. I was, uh, at the time, I was doing like a lot of like practice book cover designs. Yeah. Because like I want to get in, I want to do illustrating and character design. And like book stuff. I love book stuff. So I was essentially doing a bunch of small products projects to fill the portfolio a little bit with what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And this just started out as like a really cool like illustration. And then I kept working on it and like <laughs> literally everything else I've ever finished, it just kept going. Yeah. And now, um, let's see. Let me open to a page I haven't filled. So I was really annoyed because I kept looking for chronic pain trackers because I need a chronic pain tracker. Mm -hmm. And all of them only had like one model or they didn't have the information inputs that I needed. And like so many of them do not have skeletons on the figures. So I can't draw or circle very specific areas. Yeah. So I made, I added that. I was like, I can do whatever I need. Yeah. It's like, how right. did I sleep? What did I eat? What did I drink? Medication, activities, notes. And it's not based on a calendar. It is literally today. Put the date in there. Yep. And it's fill out. I can fill it out at any time of the day, whenever I remember. And I can just fill it out with whatever information I need. And it's like almost perfect. I got to, yeah. <laughs> eventually I'm going to do another one where I uh, change it up. But it's got... Input sections for like prior tests and screenings, uh, diagnosis pages, healthcare providers, uh, additional like contact information, I think, or eh, is it additional contact? Anyway, it's got like a bunch of pages at the front that are just for like prior information that you need to add or like healthcare provider information that you need to add. And so it's you could like, like take that with you to a doctor's appointment and like use it in the lobby. It's hard, it's hard cover. So you can even write on, like put the paper the doctor has on top of it instead of using their clipboard. If they're out of clipboards, like I can literally so cool. go in and be like, this is what hurts. This yeah. is where it hurts. This is how it feels. Yeah. And this is how long it's been going on. This is what my regular diet usually looks like. Mm -hmm. And it's not a super consistent because I'm not super consistent. Right, there was... but it's more than nothing. It's more than no information or trying to remember in the moment when your brain is like, oh God, the doctor's looking at me. I've been waiting two months for this appointment and now I forgot all the words, heck. I, I brain blank so often whenever super people ask me same. questions. Yeah. And it's just, oh my God. But <laughs> I, there was like a week and a half where I didn't touch the journal at all. And I have learned that I don't want to fill it out if I'm having really bad pain days. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was staying with my dad, it was like during winter. And as much, like, I love the cold because my sensory issues are at an all-time low. Whereas, mm -hmm. like, when it's hot, I am, like, sweaty. Everything is too much. I mm -hmm. can't handle it. And I start breaking down. And it's not yeah. fun. But on the downside, the heat makes my bones slightly better but the cold makes my bones so much worse. Cool. So I had like a week and a half there where I did not touch the book because I could barely get off the couch to do anything. Yeah. And like the only thing I could do was work on the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I will mention to our listeners that this book is only $10. So I can tell you, I have, sometimes I have fear or something. Fear might, fear might not be the right word. It might actually just be a lack, a lack of self-esteem writing in those kind of journals that it's like all pre-configured because it's like, but what if I mess it up? Like, but it was so much money, whatever, whatever. And there came a point in my life where I'm like, I can just buy another one later. Like, I don't have to buy one ever. And that's my one shot at getting to have this journaling experience. And that at least has helped me like finally start writing in my books that have those like the workbooks, right? That have the writing fields in them. You're supposed to be writing in them. But it took me like a decade to get there as a person and feel like I had enough self-worth and value that I could be writing in my own books. What a trip. Yeah. And with the $10 one, that is the one that you can download and you can print as many pages as you need. You can yeah. set up your own like binder system. Like my dad ended up printing off like a bunch of pages to take with him when he went off doing his thing and I was house sitting. So for for his birthday, I just got him one of these and I was like, there you go. You're going, you, don't, you don't need to print it out. But it is 100% printable and you can print out as many of the specific pages that you need. So if you need more like what's my pain today pages, there you go. If you need more of the healthcare provider pages, there you go. So like you don't have to worry about getting a journal that only has like a limited amount of pages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's just one of countless examples of how you're thinking about um, people's like budgets and like what it's like to be poor and need these things, being poor and disabled and the, the cross section of the world is not built for disabled people. So that is more expensive. And also um, when you're disabled, it's hard to get work that pays you well. And so then it's like our needs are high and our income is very low. And so it's like, I don't know, you, you, because you live that experience, you're thinking about it constantly when you're making your offerings. And so they are like, accessibility is really in the forefront of everything you do. And I love that so much about you, Augie. It's like so beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot that I was like, when I was working on the current pain journal, I was like, okay, so this also works for me, but what can I add just in case other people need something like this? Because like, a lot of the chronic pain trackers, I was like, okay, this has like too much or too little and none of it's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this, this right here works amazing for me. And I know so many people it would also work amazing for. Now let me throw in some bonus stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> just in case, because there's yeah. always going to be somebody that needs a little bit more or a little bit different because it's nothing is ever like a one size fits all when it comes to disability because so many people have the same disability, but different needs. Yeah. Um, Okay. Two more questions. Can you share an experience with gender euphoria? I have a very specific experience. And again, I'm going back to high school. (laughs) (laughs) So many fun things happen in high school. Uh, There was like a field day or something going on and I constantly wore my dad's old army jacket so it was this giant oversized jacket because I'm 5'4 my dad's six something (laughs) so I've got this giant army jacket I got my jeans I've got my boots dressed very tomboyish I've got my mohawk down 
I had a mohawk in high school. It was so fun. Um, and there was this group of girls that would come up to me and be like, hey, are you a guy or a chick? And I was like, I don't know. Find out. And they would go away. <laughs> find out. And then they would come back and they'd be like, what's your name? Are you a guy or a chick? And I'm like, mm, find out. And I was having a blast with this. I was like, oh my God. I'm yay. I was emotionally so happy that that was happening. Like they couldn't tell. Yeah. And that was amazing to me. Yeah. Didn't understand it for quite a while yet, but it was like, it's, it was an experience that like really stuck with me. They did eventually figure it out. And I was like, ha ha. And then they left. And I was like, sweet. Don't have to like sit with that idea for too much longer with them. Mm -hmm. But like, oh, it was so awesome for like so many people to just be confused because yeah, yeah I looked kind of like a, like a girl but like how most kids look like kind of femme. Mm, so like, yeah, a, you like young, it, uh, not, it was not like the teeny female. boy kind mm-hmm. of look. It was so nice. Almost wish I could go back to that. Don't, don't want to deal with a specific few people though. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. If I could go back, oh, transition so much sooner. And like how lucky are we that we have access to HRT and can do it at all. Oh, I yeah. Feel, we didn't really, really grateful. Yeah, because I've been off testosterone for like, oh, God, almost a year. Mm-hmm. Something that you they don't quite tell you is that when you go off testosterone for extended periods of time, it starts going away. Your beard kind of. It's gotten so much scragglier because I was, mm. oh, God, just yesterday I was like, going through old photos because you know gotta update the tinder every now and again and i was like wow my beard looks so thick and then i looked at a new photo and i was like i can see my chin mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like oh no so an unfortunate side effect of going off of testosterone is that like all of that wonderful beard and body hair it does start kind of disappearing a little bit it's not going to be a hundred percent i did look into it it doesn't a hundred percent go away. Your body yeah. just produces less of it. Yeah, it's less robust. So if yeah. you had shaved, would it still be fluffy, or would it kind of have fallen out? Uh, I don't know. I I've always kind of had like a patchy beard, so I didn't really notice until I saw the photo. Mm-hmm. And it was just, so I I don't know because like I've shaved before and I fully regretted it. So I'm just hoping this. As scraggly as it gets, I don't think I can get rid of it. Because <laughs> I look like a 12-year-old without... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I take this off, I... No. Mm, it's so bad. Well, and the the beard is one of the favorite parts of this art that you made for me. Like, and mm. it's, like, full, and it connects, and it's, you know... You know, I do wish that more of this would fill in um, the the mouth parts, but... You, you know, you even got my little mustache, which is, it's totally there. It's just super blonde, so it's hard to see. Um, I actually have my beard dye in the other room. I just haven't done it. I need to buy more beard dye. I, I let everything go back to this, like, natural, like, orangish blonde. 
So now you can barely tell I have a mustache most of the time. And like, I have a mustache. Yeah, it's I totally have a there. whole mustache. You do. But it's so blonde and I'm so yeah. pale. It blends. You gotta put more red orange in it, huh? So it pops out. I never dyed it red. It comes in red. Mm, a <laughs> like, darker red. So... Oh yeah, I started, it started coming in. I was like, oh, it's so blonde. It's gonna stay blonde. It'll never be dark. And then I got to like right here and it was just like, I had a ginger beard. I was like, I had, I had that in me the whole time. Mm. The whole time. It's so fascinating. Cause I, I keep dyeing my hair oranges and reds. And then this grows in and it's like, finally I have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must have. Yeah. So I would always like dye it like a dark brown. Mm-hmm. So it did take me a moment to realize it was red. <laughs> Cause like I had to let it fade out and it was like, yeah, got a little bit of ginger, little love bit. That. Love that. It's funny. Cause my right. dad doesn't. Have- <laughs> my very last question that I have for you, what would you like to make sure that folks know about your perspective on gender and on binary or trans issues? So if you have a 30, if you have a 30 second soapbox, like people haven't watched this whole two and a half hour interview and they just catch this one bit on like socials tomorrow or something. What do you want to make sure you say to those people? There's no wrong way to gender. And it is absolutely okay for you to go balls out wild with your presentation. It is always important to like keep in mind safety and other people's safety. So you can't really judge other people for their presentation because you never know what someone else's situation is going to look like. Oh, this is going everywhere. Do what makes you happy. Be yourself. Do all of the things. But keep in mind that not everyone can do all of the things. So hold your judgment to the side and wait and learn. And if you have thoughts like that, where you're like internally judging other people, keep it inside. Just keep it inside. No one needs it. Everyone has that rough patch. Some people have that rough patch like 20 times. Let them have the rough patch. Yeah. Let them have it. (laughs) Because like... (laughs) I, I spent so long thinking, oh, God, I'm doing gender wrong. Oh, no. And it's like, let them have their rough patch. They will get through it. I got through my 20 Hawaiian shirt phase. Some people stick with it. It's fine. I still have, like, one Hawaiian shirt. I kept my favorite. I still bring it out on occasion. I'm just more into plaid now. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> Too sure, I've always plaid. liked plaid. My, my plaid's over there on a hanger. I'm wearing a T-shirt today, I, but- I pulled out my plaid for the special occasion. I love it. I, love I was it. like, I need to wear something because it was this or a shirt that matches that color. <laughs> and I felt like that too much. I was like that. <laughs> well, we'll lose, we'll lose the Augie and all the orange, the sea of orange. <laughs> I will. I would literally just be a floating head. It is almost the exact same color. It is ridiculous. So magnificent. Well, this has been a wonderful, wonderful interview, and I'm sure we could keep going. And um, we're actually 12 minutes past when we would normally end the show on a regular stream day, and we're an hour and 12 minutes past when this show usually ends. So I'm going to wrap us up here. Um, There's Little French Fry once more. Again, if anyone is looking for a little furry, furry friend, French Fry is available for adoption. Absolutely hit me up. <laughs> you can contact Augie via um, mrsgendered.com. There's a contact me page on their website. And um, 
and this is the moment I realize your pronouns have been half correct on stream the whole time. It's he, they, <laughs> not they, them. I'm sorry. That's fine. You won that round. It does say Augie, he, they on the little Zoom, tiny, like people can't even see that, but um, but it's he, they, y'all. I'm sorry. I got it. I mean, half they, wrong. them is absolutely acceptable. Yay. But, you know, sometimes the, the mixture of genders is fun. Um, all right. I'm going to do the guest, the guest, blah, blah. So, um, Augie is a Texas based comic artist whose content focuses on queer and disability topics. The biggest project of 2022, it dives into children's illustration. You can see more of their work and his work on mrsgender.com, M R S G E N D E R E D.com. You can also drop follows for Mrs. Underscore Gendered on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. And if any of you would like to donate directly to the rollator that Augie is crowdfunding, um, check out Augie's Throne, which is linked in the chat. It'll be in the description, and it's also linked on Augie's Twitch page. So if you are in any of those places, you can find the rollator. Um, at the start of the show, we were a third of the way there. I might go see if anything happened during the show. Who knows? Um, you can also, of course, commission Augie for artwork. I highly recommend getting a new profile picture at the very least from Augie. You will get some wonderful gender euphoria. Um, and so we do have we do have our clutter query. Would you like to read this question to the chat? I'll put it in our chat so you can read it. Um, our clutter query for the week. Why do queer and trans folks relate so strongly to trash animals like possums and raccoons? Because they're awesome. So there's your clutter query, everyone. Um, you can answer those questions. We're going to post it on socials in a couple hours. Um, it'll be on the YouTube page in the community section, too, if you want to comment there. Um, we'd love to hear from you and have these conversations keep going. Um, next week's guest might be this person, but might be some other person. Let me triple check. Um, Yes, it is. Okay, next week's guest is Laser, who uses he, him pronouns, and we're discussing trans music. Ooh. Um, so in terms of community events, I will briefly let you all know that uh, we do have a mutual aid event coming up for Atlas O'Phoenix, my co-host of this show, on March 12th. Um, if you would like to learn more, there's a YouTube video that I published I have not gotten the energy together to do the social media post about it yet on my socials, but there that'll be going out in the next probably 48 hours. But uh, if me just saying Atlas needs money is enough for you, there's the PallyGG tip link right there, pally.gg forward slash tip forward slash gender federation. Um, the, short, the short version of the story is Atlas is in a pretty violent homes, homing home situation. Um, with all the neighbors and the chaos and has been in the same place for 15 years and needs to get out um, to be well. Um, there's an eight and a half long video that I spent, oh my God, so many hours this weekend editing with my wonderful son. And um, it's on the Jenner Federation YouTube channel if you want to go watch it. Atlas explains the whole situation and the opportunity that they have to get into better housing. Um, but if you have some cash to spare, um, we are crowdfunding $3,500 on Sunday, this upcoming Sunday. And if you're hearing this after the fact, there should be a GoFundMe floating around once the, the live stream event ends. It's going to be a 25-hour stream, and it'll be a raid train. So the, the channel it's on is, if I get enough streamers signed up, the channel it's on is going to change every hour for 25 hours. So the Gender Federation Twitch channel 
will have um, the the schedule on. So the, the, the Jenner Federation Truth Channel will be live with the schedule. And that's the whole point is to tell you who's live when. Maybe I'll have music going or something. But um, so you all can go uh, check that anytime you want to pop into those events. We're going to be showing not only that eight and a half minute video, we're also going to be showing Ordinary, which is Atlas's short documentary film. Um, it's an 11 minute film every hour. And each different streamer is going to be chatting with their community about um, mutual aid and why it's important. So um, if you're interested in being one of those streamers, please contact me. I need to find 25. And so far I have about four. So there's a lot, there's a lot to get done in the next seven days. Jennifer would like to thank our guests for being on this podcast. If you'd like to catch us live, join us on Mondays at twitch.tv forward slash gendermaster. Show notes will appear in the edited version of the show on Fridays on both YouTube and podcasting platforms. If you have a question you would like the host to answer or are gender diverse and would like to request an interview, please send an email to genderfulpodcast at gmail.com or sign up via the website at genderfulpodcast.com. As a gender diverse community, The Clatter wants to assure our listeners that we are prepared to moderate our spaces. We will get positive and negative feedback on these shows and topics, and we have a moderation team on our channels, socials, and Discord server ready to deal with this. Please join our Discord server at discord.gg forward slash meowster to meet the community and get a regular digest of solidarity resources. You can also support us with subscriptions on Patreon, following and reviewing us on your favorite podcasting platform are engaging with our posts and content on social media at genderfulpod and at gendermeowster. You can take a few moments to also rate the show. We will post any five-star reviews on our socials, so get creative. Mention a special interest of your own, a project you're working on, or even say hi to your comfort person in your review. What power? This show is made possible by volunteers, tips, and subscriptions. Shout out to the folks helping us coordinate guests, edit the podcast, moderate the live chat, and post on our socials. Artist credit for Jennifer. Jennifer's theme song is called Hope by Free Range Megs, aka Soma. The Gender Master logo was designed by That's Barnaby and edited with consent by Transcriptin. Jennifer's pre-show is wrangled by Juice Text. Genderful is edited and mixed by Trans Griffin and Alexis Fandom. Genderful's social media is managed by Queer to Help. Genderful is hosted by Atlas O. Phoenix and Gender Master. Genderful is the intellectual property of Gender Master. All rights reserved. Trans, Trans rights, rights are human, human rights. rights. That's right. right.